morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here on another fine, fabulous, fantastic, fiery, feisty sort of Friday morning for Torch Report 481. Give me liberty or give me death! Today, friends, we will be tying current events in the Middle East to the revolutionary force of the American spirit. But let's start out with a question, shall we? Isn't it an act of war to fly American planes into Syrian airspace and drop bombs onto Syrian land, regardless of the claims of there being some sort of Iranian weapons depot over there? Isn't that a war, uh, you know, an act of war? It seems like that might be front page news, right? But it's not, at least not at uh, Fox News or CNN or any of the other trusted news initiative. And for the sake of making the point today, I I want you to consider uh, just how much clickbait and distraction one would have to scroll past in order to find this act of war over at Fox News this morning. I put a bunch of screenshots in here. Uh, in fact, you'd have to blow past like 36 or more eye-catching headlines masterfully crafted to reach out and hook you from every conceivable angle, exploiting every emotional loophole. You'd have to go through all of that in order to, you know, get down to this act of war. And I put, again, I put all these screenshots in there, friends. Hey, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com, thetorchreport.com. That's where you'll find all these spiffy screenshots uh, taking a capture in uh, a moment in time over at Fox News where they were doing everything they could to keep your attention away from this act of war. So you can scroll through and see, you know, all of the, the deep dive on the manhunt in Maine and the mass shooting and, and, you know, all of this stuff that's out there. Oh my gosh, you know, uh, did you know that, did you know that the Oscar winning actress had no qualms about going full frontal in a raunchy comedy? Oh my gosh, did you know that McDonald's announces it's ditching one of its most recognizable utensils? Oh my gosh, you know, can you believe it that Matthew McConaughey and his wife, they were stripped down, you know, uh, it was the an esteemy ad, you know, for the best thing we made with our pants on and on and on and on. On. Oh my gosh. Friends, down at the very bottom, you find that U.S. fighter jets strike Syrian weapons depot, uh, a facility that was used by Iran-linked groups. Now, if we just kind of go through all of that and evaluate it through the lens of PSYOPs, what we find is the exact same pattern that played out last time the U.S. uh, conducted an act of war that generally went unnoticed, namely the Baltic Sea bombing. Uh, That operation was orchestrated. That was the bombing of the Nord Stream pipeline. The operation was orchestrated by American intelligence agencies as revealed by yours truly, well, revealed by the famed investigative journalist Seymour Hersh. But uh, at the very beginning, before Hersh put his report out, uh, proving without a doubt that that had happened, I was saying, look, this is a Baltic State bombing. This is an act of war. What the heck? Why is nobody talking about it, right? And the point I want to make here, before we pivot, is that every indication is that our very own government is actively looking for a war. They want a war. They need a war. And since Russia never really took the bait, now they are bombing Syria. 
Friends, they are going to get their war. The question everyone should be asking is, why? Why, oh why, is our government going around looking for a war, poking our enemies in the eye? Why? Why? When our ammo is low, when our troops are obese, when our government is broke, when our elections are in shambles and our country is tearing itself apart, why in the hell is our government actively instigating retaliation and picking a fight in the Middle East? Why? Now, we're going to get into this why here, friends, but before we do, I want you to consider how the public psyche has been primed to accept this war in the Middle East, World War III, as an inevitability, right? And we're just going back a little bit, October 15th, a few weeks back, uh, Biden says that, or a couple of weeks ago, I guess, you know, Biden says Hamas must be eliminated and U.S. officials warn of escalation. That was coming from Reuters. On October 16th, uh, over at CNN, the U.S. is mounting a frantic effort to head off a wider Middle East war. That is a crock of spit. You know, the U.S. is not mounting a frantic effort to head off a wild middle, wider Middle East war. They're, they're you know, wild-eyed war fanatics trying to provoke a war over there. Now, October 22nd, again, ABC News says the U.S. is worried about attacks on our troops in the Middle East. Oh, no, maybe that's because we're bombing people. I don't know. You know, and then uh, the uh, San Francisco Gate Chronicle, another lefty rag, says on October 26th, the Israeli-Hamas war deepens the struggle between the U.S. and Iran, Iran. And then, of course, uh, we got this last headline I put in the report here today. It says, the U.S. strikes in Iraq and Syria uh, targets backed by Iran militia facilities. Or They target Iran-backed militia facilities. The U.S. is striking in Iraq and Syria targeting Iran-backed militia facilities. That was in June of 2021. And I dropped that last link in there, noting that the U.S. was dropping bombs in Iraq and Syria two years ago just to emphasize how malleable human perception is. Did you remember, do you recall, that the U.S. was bombing Iraq and Syria two years ago? I'll be honest, friends, I didn't. And I don't suspect that most everyday Americans were remembering that either because two years ago, everybody was being masked up and locked down and treated like lab rats. That's what was happening in, in everyday American lives two years ago, okay? The point is, by pointing all of this out, that the stage has been set. This drama has been building up for years and years. The, the full chronology of the Middle Eastern mayhem from 1947 to the present day shows just how much conflict has played out in this little arid stretch of land over there in the, in the Middle East. You know, over the last 75 plus years, all of this has been going on essentially without any discernible impact on the average American. That doesn't mean that nobody knew about it and we weren't occasionally paying attention to it. It was just, it didn't really have an impact on the average everyday American life, okay? And just as a fun fact, by the way, did you know, and this is coming from the... Uh, the NIH.gov website, but there, there, was, uh, there were some 41,837 terrorist attacks, 41,837 terrorist attacks in the Middle East alone from 1970 to 2019. And that was actually less than 25% 
of the total number of terrorist attacks all around the world. So 41,837 terrorists attacked in the Middle East, just a, you know, a quarter of all the terrorist attacks all around the world. But how many of these 40,000 terrorist attacks affected you? I'm curious. It's an honest question. How many of these 41,837 terrorist attacks do you remember? How many of these 41,837 terrorist attacks did you even know about? Friends, all the fun facts set aside, I believe this time it may be different. I believe this time these terrorist attacks, the Hamas-Israel conflict, may in fact affect us precisely because they want it to affect us. This time it's going to be different because they want it to be different. They need it to be different because, 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 because there is a big, bright, renewable future out there. It's called Future Earth. And of course... You know, it's the uh, the imperialistic capitalist pigs running the MIC and the American war machine who are standing in the way, at least in the warped but widely accepted perspectives of the emerging new world order. We were just talking about the new world order recently. If you recall, Torture Port 476, you know, uh, they're eager to make you a slave in this new world order, this great inescapable socialist surveillance state that's being implemented right this very minute all around the world. And the new world order, they've been working on it for a long, long time. It's not a conspiracy. Their words, not mine. And because of this new world order, as I have said many times before, I believe that America has been slated for destruction. I believe there are global forces actively working to undermine our country, to usurp the will of we the people, to relegate our constitution to the dustbin of history. And I believe all of this because they have said it out loud repeatedly. Friends, this is not speculation. And and just to reiterate, I always feel inclined to substantiate such an, uh, an absurd declaration that America has been slated for destruction, that they're conspiring against us. And just to prove the point, to pull a little excerpt from Torture Report 290, time to take off the gloves. Great report, Torture Report 290, time to take off the gloves. But in that report, I was citing George Soros. Uh, he wrote an essay back in 1993. It was titled, The Future of NATO Toward a New World Order. So there you have it. But here's what he says. Quote, It is the characteristic of revolutions that people do not fully understand what is going on. That is why events spin out of control and the prevailing order breaks down. Therefore, there must always be a discrepancy between the perception participants' thinking, I would say the public's thinking, and the actual state of affairs. And that discrepancy provides the key to understanding the course of history. There is a discrepancy between the needs of the world for a new world order and the national self-interest of the United States. Period. End quote. There is a discrepancy between the needs of the world for a new world order and the national self-interest of the United States, says George Soros, 1993, the future of NATO toward a new world order. Friends, we must ask, is it the characteristic of revolutions that people do not fully understand what is really going on? 
Why, yes, I would say that's accurate. You know, that's an accurate statement. Of course that's the case. Most of the time, most of the people do not fully understand what's really going on, and that's not by accident, just to state the obvious. And that is why events spin out of control and the prevailing order breaks down. Since most people are not privy to what's really going on, and since the majority of people are either happily distracted and lulled into apathy, or they're struggling so hard just to make life work, they don't have time to even care about what's going on. Because of this, the global elites, they can trot around openly making remarks about the needs of the new world order and how the needs of the new world order are directly at odds with the national self-interest of the United States. As if everyone on the planet that really matters already agrees with that statement. Remember, the globalists believe they don't need the majority of the human population. So they don't really care if the majority of the human population isn't privy to this plan to institute a new world order. But everybody that knows, everybody that matters, is already in the know. And they're already in on the game. And they already agree with the fact that the new world order is at odds with the national self-interest of the United States. Again, friends, they've been stating this out loud for decades. So tell someone, tell everyone, you know, they are trying... Uh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes, I can feel it coming on. Drum roll, please. It's been a while. <gasps> Tell everyone the commies are taking over the world. And I mean it legitimately, friends. It is not a conspiracy. Now, by the way, did you, uh, did you pick up on those words? Good old George Soros. He says, therefore, there must always be a discrepancy between the participants thinking and the actual state of affairs. And that discrepancy provides the key to understanding the course of history. What does he mean? You know, think about it from the angle of the global elite. There must be, there must be a discrepancy between what people think and what's really going on because that discrepancy provides the key to controlling the course of history. It's what people do not know that is the dominant and driving force in history. It's the discrepancy, this intentionally created and maintained discrepancy that allows for the exploitation of the peasants. Friends, as it, as it relates to the demise of America, what the people don't know is that it's long been in the work. This is the discrepancy. Okay, The people don't know this is going on. The globalist strategies have been methodically planned and meticulously implemented for decades. And here's the catch. The invasion has already happened. The invasion was successful. The capture of America's political institutions, educational institutions, healthcare institutions, etc. have already, the capture has already taken place. It's already happened. And what we need to face right now is the fact that the American people are no longer in control of their own country. And we have been, you know, we have not been in control of our country for quite some time, friends, if we just want to be real blunt about it, you know. And here we find the discrepancy between the thinking of the average voter and the reality as understood by the ruling class elites and, of course, a handful of well-informed peasants. Uh, but, friends, at this point, I don't believe that we can bridge that gap. I don't believe that we can get enough voters to realize fast enough that the American people are no longer in control of their own country or that we haven't been for a long time, that we have been invaded, that our institutions have been captured. Okay, For all intents and purposes, right now, our daily lives, though we live out our lives in relative comfort, they are currently, our lives are playing out 
in, in, in occupied territory, you know, to grab some language from the current propaganda. We are living in occupied territory. And the vast majority of Americans remain none the wiser to this cold, hard fact. As a result, the infiltrators, the usurpers, continue to fundamentally transform America without consent, without constitutional authority. They're doing whatever the hell they please, and there's not a damn thing we peasants can do about it, at least in their uh, elitist minds. Friends, put differently... The enemy has captured our country, and the enemy is now running the show, even though most Americans don't have a clue that this has happened. That's, a, that's, that's how I see it. You know, the commie cabal, the devious deep state, the weaponized federal government, they're all actively working to dismantle America as founded and to restructure our country in the image of the new world order, as envisioned by George H.W. Bush, George Soros, David Rockefeller, and their ilk. Now, friends, the 2020 election, that was really just the icing on the cake, okay? So if you're hanging your hat on the 2024 election, let me ask you, or maybe you should ask yourself, you know, have there been any consequences for the stolen 2020 election? Has anything changed? What do you see going on in the news these days? I'll tell you what I see. I see J6 insurrectionists going to jail. I see prominent politicians being struck down for trying to overturn the 2020 elections. I see political persecutions. I see oppressive censorship. I see rabid radicals running amok. I see criminals emboldened. I see law-abiding citizens cowering, living scared, and forfeiting their rights. I see a very, very sad scene. I see an unrecognizable American society plagued by drugs, delusion, depression, and death. I see Americans standing in their own grave. Friends, every news cycle is just another smack in the face. It's, it's tempting to look away. Smack in the face, a smack in the face. You want to hang your head, you look away. You, you feel defeated, tired of the pain, just wanting it to stop. The ridicule, the taunting, the name-calling, the dehumanizing and demeaning daily drubbing, the mocking of us as men, the pissing in the face of the American people. But do not look away, friends. Do not let them break your spirit. Do not let them break your resolve or your will to resist. Friends, if we are afraid to look up, to raise our heads one more time, to look our enemies straight in the eye, then they have won. If we are afraid to fight back, too afraid to even speak the truth and stand for our natural-born rights, then they have won. Once upon a time, taxation without representation led a few brave men to launch a revolution that would change the course of history forever. And at this point, friends, there is no doubt we are way, way past that point now. Sometimes I think that history needs to repeat itself. Give me liberty or give me death, friends. May their mighty fighting spirit live on. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to thetorchreport.com. Find the heart, click the heart, and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. But of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast, this report, the Torch Report, share it with someone, share it with anyone, share it with everyone you know, may their mighty spirit live on, may you pass this along if you agree, friends, that is, again, the message of my heart for today, you have a fabulous, fantastic Friday afternoon, I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.